nice summertime tune, if you ask me. It just sounds, it sounds like you can only listen to this when it's hot outside. And it is hot. It is hot. Right, Rob? It's hot, right? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, actually. Far side. I'd love, I'd love the feeling that I get when I hear this. Oh. Oh. Time and a place for that one, too. Exactly. That's for sure. But summertime. Summertime feels good. Oh, man, there's so much. There's so much going on right now. It's Thursday night. Uh, how was your day so far, Rob? It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed it was. Indeed it was. Um, things are heating up all over the place, including Greenwich Avenue. You see that mugging on Greenwich <laughs> Avenue? How embarrassing was that? On, like, five different levels. Yes. Yeah. That's a big embarrassment. Ah. Um, I, I, you just want to see people just shocked in their bubble mindless so for people that don't know like that street i mean you're talking like crazy money like that's first of something like that doesn't happen over there right even though it's not too far from new york city you could consider greenwich a suburb i mean all those hedge fund people that work down well not that they have to go into manhattan anymore but like the crazy wealth yeah. Generational wealth. It's like Westchester's got money. Greenwich has wealth. Old right? money. Has old, old money. Like, just stuff that you could never... I, I mean, Krista knew about Greenwich, you know, being from Pittsburgh. And she's not, you know, so like, okay. She's like, I want to see this. I'm like, you're not going to see any of it. Like, you could know the houses... But you're not going to see those. We'll drive by because she loves houses, architecture and everything. Yeah. I was like, we'll drive by. But you're not seeing anything. There's no, like Tommy Hilfiger's house is like the highest point in Greenwich. I know where that is. Yeah. But you know, you really can't see too much. It's, and it's on the highest point. It's on the highest point. But it, uh, whenever, you know, the 4th of July rolls around because, uh, you know, we have we have family that's not too far from, from there. And whenever the the Fourth of July rolls, he has almost like the Yankee Stadium bunting all the oh, way yeah. down his big brick wall. Uh, it's a big. Con- he, I don't even know how how often he's there or whatever, but it, it doesn't but matter. That's all. Like yeah, it's you all, just you just park your shit there. There's. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if anybody lives there. But Land- landscapers live there. That's right. it. That's that's all it is. Well, here, here's what happened. This is this the, here. I have the video right here. This is a really quick thing. Sixteen seconds. Out right out in front of uh, the Mediterranean restaurant that I like going to every once in a Good while. Good restaurant. It's I've eaten there as well. It is, and, and here it is. So, uh, very confident guy with a pink pink jacket goes and just takes a, a purse. And he gets tackled right in front of the book bookstore. A for effort for this guy. Yeah. He tried. And then that's it. Just His grab- fight is gone. Just he's, got, he's like, oh, I, I don't uh, know. <laughs> you know, he, he, uh, yeah. His instinct was at least to try and do something. So that's good. But he, he quit on it. But then there's more people just watching. This is alien. This How? Is, I don't know. I don't know. It's just when something like that happens for people like that on that street, that is a earth-shattering event. <laughs> like, that, that, they were reacting as if a tornado had just right. touched down. And, you know, listen, and I, I've heard that that woman in particular, who it happened to, is actually a nice person, right? I don't, I don't think anything bad of her. No, no, yeah. exactly. But I'm just saying, a lot of these people 
are, like we just said, generational wealth. These are people that make things happen. These are not rich people. This is beyond rich. These are not people that work for hedge funds. These are the people that own the hedge funds. So there's a lot of policy-driven things that happen in this little area for the whole country. And it's not arrogance. That's just the way it is. You know, and, and like I said, as being uh, the other half and uh, people talk and everything, it's maybe that, that woman in particular is a nice person. But there's a little bit of, I wouldn't say satisfaction, but it's just the balancing of the scales where this type of thing that we're seeing and now it's close to home because oh, yeah. it never was this close to home. This was always all these policies, all these things similar to what, you know, the mayor of New York City saying that they're being over, you know, it's, it, they can't take the weight of all the illegals in the schools and all of this. They're mad because the border states have supposedly shipped them up here, right? Right. Now it's, now it's, it's on them. Now it's on them. It's on them. So there's a little bit that's... Uh, well, D.C. D.C. was doing that recently, yeah. too. Good riddance, really. I mean, uh, I don't want to see crime in my backyard at all. But there's a little bit of... Because this, that never happened. That wasn't happening over here. Uh, that, hey, all, of all, I'm sure there was crimes committed over here. But I would think it's more like an eyes wide shut type of deal uh, than than something like that. Always said that this is endemic. This is a, a certain way of uh, living. Very limousine liberal types, without a doubt. And I always said, you, they, hey, listen, they can go, they can go, go among their their way. They can do whatever the hell they want. But the day, the day that a Friday night on Purchase Street in Rye is no longer bougie and safe enough for them to enjoy their, their right. social life is, is the day. And then at that point, like you just said with the mayor in New York City, how do you even diagnose? Are you going to allow yourself to diagnose the problem or are you still going to pass the blame off to somebody else? It doesn't matter. It's then not, it's over because it's over at that look, point. Kubrick was, uh, Kubrick said a lot, right? So if you watch Clockwork Orange, and, and what happens when they come to the, to the liberals, right? And that scene, that's mm. it. <laughs> it's over. It's the, the genie is out. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter what, your, what signs you had on your lawn prior to that. Right. But there you have it. So just wanted to throw that out there. This yeah. is hot, getting hot in the old town tonight, I guess. Yeah. Um, a qu two quick announcements. I want to thank my sponsors tonight. That is secretnaturecbd.com. Please, on a Thursday evening, it's hot outside. Give your nervous system a vacation. Did you just work out? Did you just go through one of Rob's recorded uh, Qigong classes? Then, you know what? Re relax. Let the blood and the energy flow. And have yourself a nice little CBD excursion. Secretnaturecbd.com. Use promo code FRANKLY for all your purchases to have 20% off the top. I also want to put two things out there as well. Number one, we have two show threads I want to put out. Um, this one is a little bit older. I put it out six months ago, and we have eight responses. We're just about ready to make this into a show topic. I think it would be a perfect Thursday night topic. That is coma dreams and revelations. Were you ever in a coma? Was it medically induced or was it a result of trauma or something else? In the time that you spent away, do you have any memories, any vivid dreams, anything that became revelatory in some way, life-changing visions from a coma or anything like that that you brought back into consciousness? We have eight, and some of them are really uh, intense here, but would love to get more of that. That is on the Reddit. And the second one is this. Tomorrow 
as a special book club wrap-up show. Me and Timothy Gordon are going to be speaking with, uh, he's a historian, he's a writer, his name is Charles Columbe, I believe. He's a man who actually knew Father Malachi Martin. So we're going to be asking him questions. If you follow along with the book club, if there's anything you wanted to know about, you know, if anything cryptic in the book you wanted to see if this guy knew, or anything about Father Martin himself, get in there. There's only two questions. They're great questions. But uh, jump in there, because that'll be a good one. I'm pre-recording that tomorrow at 2 p.m. All right. Other than that, let's get into the grab bag, shall we? Hey, first things first, Rob. Did you hear? NASA. I was talking about this with Sean and Corey on Monday about NASA and the moon missions and mm-hmm. where all the technology went. They, uh, NASA has said that they have now set launch dates for its return to the moon with a, a giant new rocket. <laughs> so they found, because I know that they had lost that technology and, and everything. Somebody must have just... Uh... Or they just made new plans. Oh, okay. Well, good. Good. I'm glad they, uh, they figured that out because apparently it was uh, impossible now. Well, as I brought up with Sean, which, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical about so many things, and I'm open to all theories on the moon landing. <laughs> Speaking of Kubrick before. Right, right. Um, and, and, and that is, I, I'm open to the theories that we never went, and that was just the big production. That we did go, we encountered something that was too hot for television and just gave them something else. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. Right. I, I don't think it was... I, no way in hell it was exactly what they tell it was. No, that thing in 69 with the... Yeah. No, come yeah. on. Absolutely not. But the other thing that they always tell us, you know this, they said that when the iPhone came out, they said, how amazing was it that the first generation iPhone had more computing power than the first shuttle? <laughs> they were at the moon. I said, how the f- that's like going to the moon on a typewriter. So who cares about the old plans in 69? Right. If, if we have so much more, this should be simple. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Snap your fingers and go back to the moon. Well. When is this going to be, actually? It's shooting for a late August launch of its new giant moon rocket. But when? NASA will attempt more. Uh, so it's unmanned? What is, I mean. On Wednesday. The 53rd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, NASA announced it's targeting the end of August for the launch of its giant new moon rocket. NASA will attempt the more than a month-long lunar test flight with three mannequins, but no astronauts, mm-hmm. as early as August 29th. There will also be two launch dates on September 2nd and September 5th, so we're going to be getting some firework shows this, this late uh, mm-hmm. summer. So How come Russia doesn't go to the moon? I don't know. They they seem to be they seem to be focused on saving their their <laughs> nation and their culture. Um, and yeah, yeah, I saw Putin mention some things about that today. Um, you, you know, I was going to save this for tomorrow, but I think it's fucking hilarious, especially now that we have the Joe Biden COVID diagnosis. Oh, die being the uh, yeah <laughs> part of the word. Yeah. What what's what does that mean? What what door has been opened now for what? But mm-hmm. you know the 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 modus operandi for everybody that has been spinning and pushing the whole Ukraine Russia nonsense for the last uh, four months or however long it's been, alongside of sh- of showing that the Russians are in dire straits and they're losing and they can do anything desperately at any moment, they also wanted to paint Putin, the 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 decision maker, as a desperate man holding on to life to dear life because he's dying. Yes. They've been saying he's been dying for months. The CIA 
there's a uh, an old CIA head or a new CIA head. I thought that this headline was absolutely amazing. Where the hell did I put it? Hold on a second. I'll tell you right now. Uh, here it is from Euronews. CIA chief says Vladimir Putin is entirely too healthy. <laughs> Entirely too healthy. After all this, he's dying bullshit. And dude, when he went to Iran, he skipped off the plane. <laughs> and I said before, if this guy is terminally ill, Joe Biden's been dead for years. Right. It's just ridiculous. So this keeps falling apart uh, right in their laps. Well, good. What do you think uh, is going on with the, the president's COVID scenario? I don't know. I First thing I thought was, is this... Is this a doorway to saying, okay, he has long COVID, that, pe- that people have been saying long COVID, it sticks around for months or years or whatever. He has long COVID and I, he can no longer f- do his duties. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I would be a little bit more open to that being the case if when we started hearing all of the rumors about Jill Biden inquiring about the 25th Amendment to remove Kamala Harris months ago, you remember mm-hmm. those those rumors were going around? Yeah. And it was being picked up by big news sources, so it, was, it wasn't bunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that and saying that was the that was the moment I said maybe things are really shaken. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to get rid of Biden, you can't have her f- step up to the plate. you got to remove her first. I, I don't I don't understand what the there's well, no strategy there's no there's no if maybe if they feel that the infrastructure that was within place in 2020 the, the very same infrastructure that Biden told us about the highest voter fraud you know the evers right so if that is still there I mean then truly it doesn't matter right you could just do whatever so maybe they feel that it would be too close to call. Because I mean that would be a nuclear for the the party. I mean I, I mean I, I don't well then I don't know how people people vo- I think there were people that absolutely voted for Biden because their the the mind control was so heavy and it was just an anti-Trump vote, knowing full well what Biden was and all of this. I don't I I mean Democrats don't like her. Let alone just rational thinking people. So then she's not smart. She's not not charismatic. She just brings nothing to the table. She's a total insane thing. So maybe maybe they figure you gotta have it weighed out. You can't have her there right before the what midterm. What if at the very least? What if at the very least? Because I can see this being the case here too. They're trying to find a diplomatic way to primary him in 2024 and maybe that's why I said I have long COVID I don't know if I can do another four years yeah. of this. but and maybe it's just a, a little bit more of an easy going way of saying we're going to allow uh, a field of you know they're going to allow him to be prime so they're going to keep him on on ice for two years <laughs> for two years I don't you know uh, I don't know I it seems that that it's, it's either the, that or he dies in office and and then he becomes a sympathetic character for at least a couple of people. I don't know why you take him out. What's the point? If he can still stand on his own two feet, then why take... There's no difference in him or Kamala. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the difference is, is that, you know, he at least is... He has a degree of professionalism in that he's been glad-handing for the past, you know, 45 years. He, he uh, at least is a, he's a politician. He's a pro at this bullshit. Now, is he 
uh, is his brain obviously has very diminished faculties and it's not the same. She has nothing. I know. She has nothing. She is a shrill, awful, like her voice is grating. She has nothing intelligent to say. She, ha- she has no polish. She has no anything. Harridan. I mean, come on. Even yeah. like when I was talking about this with Krista, she was even saying like, the first woman, this, no way. No that, way. That's why I'm saying. As like, long as no, he's on his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep him. Like, women would not, even the ones that have this identity politics type of thing, Chris does not like that, but, like, the, the women that do have it, deep down, that's the first woman. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. One percent. One percent in the in the primaries. Yeah. And then amongst Democrats, I mean, come on. Well, you remember when we dug up that, that video? I think it was of Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. It was in the early 90s or something. He went to, I think it was Gerald, I'm pretty sure it was Gerald Ford. It was an ex-president. He was talking to a bunch of school children. It was like a, you know, a day he visited a school somewhere, and the kids were asking him questions. And somebody asked him about the first, do you think of, uh, a woman will ever be president? And he shockingly said back then, yes, but I believe that it'll happen in a way where uh, the first female president will actually be, uh, will step into the shoes of someone who was, gets sick or whatever. And he, I, I swear okay. to God, we, we, we dug this up. It was maybe like a year and a half ago. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'll find it during the intro playing. We can find it again. Well, I mean, I remember we were talking about in the, during the election that, you know, they were going to do this and then hit the self-destruct button on Biden then. And then, you know, Hill Dog steps in. She does her duty as the hero to come in. I mean, I, I, if if he can't go now, and it's a Kamala, and then so what? What's exactly the succession? Does she then get a chance to choose the vice president, or yes. does Pelosi? Okay. Yes, she she gets she, sw- she gets sworn in, and then she gets to nominate her vice president. And I believe, I th- think, I I think that needs to be Senate approved. I think. Okay. I don't know. I then don't, I, what if it's a 50-50 then? Then who's gonna? There's nobody there to break the tie. You're right. Yeah. But well, it's, it's, uh, Senate pro tempore. I, I don't know how that all works. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it doesn't even need. need Christian Hall would know. Right. Um, I don't think it's not like you don't just bump everybody up. Like Pelosi doesn't get bumped up, and then mm. who's for Grassley's for? Yeah. No. And he goes. Well, I mean, you know, when Kennedy died. You know, there there was the, the vice president automatically assumes power, and then yeah. he just takes the oath of office. Yeah. Or she takes the oth of office. Here, you know what? I have it. Seven sixteen. Let's take a quick break. Well, let's just open up the show. When we come back, I want to. I found the Ford interview. It's nineteen eighty nine. Wow. So uh, we'll do that in just a second. Don't go anywhere, everybody. In fact, share this. Share the link live, not live on demand. Get it out there. Let's have a good time tonight. Do not go. Anywhere. Oh, I've got one. There's a Mexican, a Jew, and a colored guy go into a bar. The bartender looks up and says, Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. 
It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Another nice summer night song. Grammatic, Adriatic summer nights. Listen to this drop. Yeah, man. Cigar and amaretto. <laughs> That's what I say. With some uh, Edison bulbs on the patio. All right. Well, amaretto is a wintertime drink for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I like it. Definitely warms you. It's just warms my cockles. Hmm. But also pouring it sometimes over ice uh, in the summertime, especially if you have like uh, I think like if you have anything's off of a off of a raw bar, I <laughs> like that. You know, and it's all good. <laughs> Whatever. You like becoming an alcoholic, Frank. Actually, you're talking about booze all the time. Oh, when? When, when? When did this happen? When, what are you talking about? When did I do that? Uh, well, I, I noticed it. Amaretto? What was the other I thing? mean, I said, yeah. You talk about that. You talk about whiskey. Well, yes. Next, you're going to start going to the tequila phase. Never. Oh, well, tequila. That's not bad. Oh. <laughs> on occasion. On occasion. Tequila on occasion. was always... Like, when I went through the tequila phase, you know, that's that was always uh, fun. <laughs> Fun time. Yeah. But uh, I don't like booze as much anymore. I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do. You're I, just talking about amaretto. You so what? Yeah, yeah, but you have a little bit of amaretto on a, on a summer night or on a, an occasion that it calls for it. Like, for example, the only real time I drink during the year is usually around Christmas. You go to people's houses. You know, my father-in-law offers me a drink. We go to the bar together. and you know. But aside from that... During the summertime, I'll I'll crack open a beer from time to time. But I, if I get through thirty percent of the bottle, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's usually just a prop, you know. Yeah. So that's the Frank I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just a, just a prop. Oh man. All right. Well, here's uh, here's Gerald Ford. Nineteen eighty nine Ford interview on a female president fiftieth anniversary on PBS. On October eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine, in West Branch, Iowa. Gerald Ford, the 38th President of the United States, shared history with students from across Iowa. The visit was part of a conference on the role of former presidents in American society, sponsored by the Herbert Hoover Library and Museum and the Gerald Ford Library and Museum. Here's how these students took advantage of a rare learning opportunity. Thank you very, very much. It's a very high honor and a very great privilege for me to come to West Branch and to participate in this conference which is being held here at the Hoover facilities. Mr. Ford, what advice would you give a young lady wanting to become President of the United States? <laughs> well, I hope we do have a young lady at some point become 
President of the United States. Uh, I can tell you how I think it will happen because it won't happen in the uh, normal course of events. <laughs> Either the Republican or Democrat political party will nominate a man for president and a woman for vice president. And the woman and man will win. So you'll end up with a, a president, a male, and a vice president, a female. And in that term of office of the president, the president will die. And the woman will become president under the law or constitution. And once that barrier is broken, from then on, men better be careful. I mean, hey, hey that's how they did, they just did it pretty much in, in New York with Kathy Hochul. She, yeah, she, she, she is a monster. She's a monster, and she pretends like she's been embraced by the people. She's, she she's has a, such a wicked, she's a wicked demeanor. Woman. She's just Wh so awful. Yeah. And, I mean, women... You know, you guys, you got Kamala, you got Kathy Hochul here, you know. They really are horrible. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of uh, Christy Nome? She was pretty great during yeah. 2020. Right, um, right. I, there was I know there was some vaccine stuff, yeah. but, you know, maybe just... If you, it was still it was still not mandatory. If you if you live in South Dakota, you made out a lot better than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Florida and I mean, so you don't have much to complain about. So she's been pretty good. So what do you think with this Gerald Ford? He was like, yeah, hey, I'll just you know speak well, it off the cuff, like something when he was sitting at one of the meetings, like one of the possible scenarios. He's like, I'm going to sound smart and just. Because, I mean, anytime I see him, I, think I, Kathy I can't help but think of Kathy O'Brien. Right. And just try and look at, the, is this guy really, you know, is it really that depth? And, and, and if it I is... I mean, he seemed a little perturbed with the question, like, you know. If it is but, the case, then he's, he's speaking from all types of scenarios that have been mapped out behind the scenes for the future. And at yeah. that point, 1989, we were already well into the Great Reset. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what, three years later, we're talking Agenda 21 mapped out. Um, mm -hmm. That's Well, that was early 90s. Yeah. I mean, Bush's, so, Bush's uh, New World Order speech was 91. Thousand points of light. Uh, you know, so there's just, it, it was already in place. So who the hell knows? But it's just, uh, I don't know, predictive programming, but it was put out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was put out there, all right. Um, speaking of world, uh, of of Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, they released a video pushing for the use of what they call space bubbles to block out Stop the it. sun. Space bubbles. Block out the sun, reduce climate change. They just hate anything that's natural. Yes. They're going to go to war with the sun now. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Here. MIT. Oh, MIT scientists, of course. Yeah, great. We know what goes on at MIT. Space bubbles by reflecting the sun heat away from the Earth. I thought that's what the uh, the the the, uh, the aerosol injections were all about. Uh. That was John Brennan's favorite mode of patching this up. Anyway, speaking of other things that people are doing to fight off the heat, and you you talked about New York before. Here is Eric Adams, the mayor. Uh, he wanted everybody. He wants everybody to keep hydrated, and he is shilling New York City tap water. Listen to this. Hey, tap into good health. I never head out without my New York City tap water. 
hot outside, I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. Looks like he's enjoying himself. He looks like a liar and a fake and another one that just he's his his mask doesn't doesn't work. Um, tap, but New York City he tap is right. water. New, well, I mean, our tap water is like the best. You ever go somewhere else? Oh, it, t- it tastes like like a copper pipe oh, everywhere else. Yeah. But I haven't. What's wrong with your water? Yeah. Yeah. But OK. Tap water. That's it. Keep the you gotta beat the heat. What what was going on? Go back to Klaus with the the bubbles. What I don't understand. Okay, here we go. Scientists say cutting out one. one the scientists say that cutting out one one point eight percent of the sun's rays would fully reverse global warming. However, it would be several years before space bubbles might be put to use. What are, I don't what is it? Like I'm hoping balloons? Gonna, I'm hoping they're going to tell us. The bubbles would be manufactured in space by robots. They would form a raft about the size of Brazil. So they're going to they so want to they build build them in space. Have the robots build things in space to to block out the sun. Have you ever seen what people float over here from Cuba in? <laughs> They're pretty much talking about making a garbage barge <laughs> the size of Brazil floating around in the upper atmosphere to keep the sun from hitting the earth. Hmm. Well, they definitely got problems with the sun, and that could be a, a double entendre there for you. I know. I know. Um, I, it would be placed at the, the Lagrange point. That is a point in space where the sun and the earth's gravity balance each other out. Let's see, only a couple minutes, le- a couple seconds left. Um, this would keep the raft fixed in position. This kind of large scale—it's like an IUD. Let's get this kind of large scale <laughs> fixed solution to climate change. Oh, several. Su- wait, wait. What did they call that? Wait. It's called. Oh, look. This kind of large scale physical solution to climate change is called geoengineering. Oh. They're introducing people to geoengineering finally. Hmm. It's it's not a you hear that? Oh boy. See yeah. And so there's gonna be multiple bubbles around. I mean how many Brazils can you fit up out there? Well, I mean it's space. A lot of them. You also have tens of thousands of satellites floating around. This is just this is a disaster. <laughs> This is a disaster. I feel claustrophobic. Uh, it seems very stupid. Several such ideas have been proposed. Here's the last half minute. From spraying aerosols in the upper atmosphere, which we're doing, to churning up tiny bubbles in the ocean's surface, that is what uh, Jim Lee has talked about a lot. He said actually the worst part of solution that we have are the ship tracks. Um, all with the aim of reflecting solar radiation back into space. And remember, this is all because of natural cycles that we're going through. So they will be successful, and they'll pat themselves on the back, even though we're going into a cooling cycle. Right. But I want to I read this. This is from a viewer from Texas. And as you know, that there are fires all over Europe right now, and it's the highest, the highest temperature they got in, in the U.K. We're in a heat wave right now. Uh, we see in California hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland are might be useless this season. So it's just adding a whole bunch of pressure to an already strained situation. But I got this from Claire. 
She said, we are currently, Frank, we're currently dealing with many wildfires. My county has been battling a wildfire that at least when I went to bed was on day five of a 6,339 acre wildfire, only 10% contained due to winds. Our national park is burning. We are stuck at home for now. The governor just sent additional planes and they are dropping retardant everywhere. Um, some firefighters came from Colorado to take over the front lines to give our guys and gals a rest. They have been being treated for heat exhaustion and then going right back out there. I had to get back on uh, FFB just to follow what was going on. Um, let's see. Temps have been between 109 and 111 Fahrenheit with no end in sight. We have two more fires pop up around us yesterday, praying they can get it under control. Many people have lost their homes, but no deaths so far. The county has done so well with getting people and livestock out into Expo Center, and horses and cattle are being stored there, too, the place where they have the horse shows, etc. Um, they say, look up Somerville County fires in Texas and find the most recent article to see where we are. Several other fires have popped up around us as well. Dinosaur Valley State Park is here, uh, as is Fossil Rim, the largest wild game preserve in the, na in, in the nation, all in the fire's path. It kills me. We need prayers, please. That's Claire. So, I mean, this is, <laughs> it is a rough summer, but. Yeah, I mean, we're just starting over here to, to get it. But I know the 109, 111. And that is cool compared to some Arizona temperatures I see people talking about. And we have a lot of people in Arizona that watch. When, you, when people start talking 117 to 120, that's mind-boggling. Dude, I woke up this morning because the transformer blew mm. maybe about a block away. At 530 in the morning, everything went off. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I immediately started sweating. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I immediately started sweating and because I'm really thinking about the baby because the room that she's in gets hot really quick. Hmm. And uh, but thankfully she felt she kept sleeping until 730 until she started with daddy. I'm hot. Hmm. You know, it hot. It hot. Hmm. You know, and I go pick. She's just it just sucked. But it went back on at 715. I can't imagine there being a power outage in Arizona or anything like that during a time like that. What do you do? Go to the basement. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be crazy. Shit, man. Yeah, it is. But uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I have some stuff from before. Okay. This is what I want to talk to you about. Now, I had this situation recently. It's still going on right now with Skip. Hmm. Um, Monday was a horrible day. I but I, I got some insight into medical advocacy that I just want, I want your thoughts on, I want to put it out there, especially if anybody out there has ever advocated for somebody medically, and you can honestly say that you saved somebody's life. At least for now, I can say that. Um, right. on, on Monday, this, I won't, I'm not going to go too much into Skip's medical history, but he had an ulcer. Mm -hmm. And it, that could probably just happen from him being in the hospital now for three months, and one thing after, one setback after another, he's just in a weakened state. So, Two Thursdays ago, after you and I fit, finished up here, he went into emergency surgery. His surgeon called me up and said that we had, they have to patch up this ulcer mm -hmm. because it's just, it's, everything is spilling into his way, whatever. And um, so he spent a couple of days in the ICU and all that stuff, and 10 days go by, and then all of a sudden on Monday, he, I was talking to him on Sunday, everything was fine. He was getting, uh, he had his, his wits about him. He had some good spirits, but on Monday it was 
I got calls that he needs to go back under. The the things aren't going well. The ulcer might be back. It might have reopened, and he doesn't want to do the surgery. He wants to give up now. He says, "I no more. I'm tired. I just it's not worth. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore." Mm -hmm. So this is a this is fucked up. Um, I'm hearing him over the I'm talking to him over the phone through the doctor, and whereas he's he's lamenting loudly, you know, not being able to see Aurora grow up and all this stuff, and I'm trying to. Skip, are you sure you want you want to give up on it? Are you sure you don't want to try again? Are you sure you don't want to try? So it ends that way. He just says, no, 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 no. So my brother goes to see him about two hours later, and that's when he calls me and my mother and he says, get over here quick. I think this might be the end. And we go over there, and it's um, he's really in a, a bad state. He's having some... He's just locked. He's seeing things. He's He's very scared. But once we get there and he hears our voices... He starts in a semi-conscious state saying things like, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I have to be here for Frankie. I have to be here for Anthony. They need me. They need me. Uh, and he, he just keeps going on. And I know that this is nothing that a doctor is going to listen to, so I call him anyway. And I say, listen, I, um, I know he doesn't want to go forward, but I need to know what, what other options there are. If he doesn't want surgery, fine. Then we don't have to do surgery. Mm-hmm. But what other options are there? What's going? And I'm asking these very specific questions, follow-ups, like it's an interview on this show. And, and I'm saying here, I, I'm saying, he, listen, he, he doesn't, he wants to keep fighting. I know he wants to keep fighting. Tell me what else there is. So the doctor then comes up with a non-surgical option. We're going to, we can keep him on the dialysis. We can keep him on the, the, uh, the antibiotics, the fluids and all that. And maybe, and we can try to drain this infection on the inside to give the antibiotics a little bit more of a chance of really getting in there and so this wasn't an option until so it was a surgical option or a nothing option that that's what i'm talking about i got there and the doctor's been really good so far everything this he's had some quest questionable staff around him but this one when i got there we've been talking for a while and he said when after Skip was on the phone telling me over the phone, I don't want it anymore. I'm tired. I'm mm-hmm. just, and I, I can hear it. And I feel horrible. Mm-hmm. This is three months of torture. Yeah. And the doctor is pretty much telling me over the phone what they can do for comfort and how, you know, it could be a couple of days before he passes at that point and things like that. And I'm just like, I, I'll, be, I'll be at the hospital in, in a little bit. Just we'll talk later. Mm-hmm. So when I get there and I hear him going through this and, and saying this stuff, because he, he's dancing between worlds at this point. Right. Um, I, I asked him, I said, so what are we looking at? I don't want, if he doesn't want surgery, then I don't want, I don't want him to open him up anyway. That might just be the end too. You put somebody that week on, a, on an operating table, Absolutely. that's it. Yeah. So what is it here? Because he's talking still about comfort care, you know, removing the, 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 the nutrition he has putting him on morphine, keeping him comfortable until he So passes. they were going to, wait, they were going to remove the feeding tube. If he didn't want anything else, and there was, then there was, there's absolutely nothing else they can do for him. So they just wanted... So they would remove the feeding tube. And keep him comfortable. Yeah. That's like, remember Terry Schiavo? Like, that's... Yeah. Well, if like you, that's like... If they're going to keep him in an un- almost unconscious, semi-conscious state, he wouldn't know it anyway. This is what they, they manage with a lot of people. So this is going on, and I said, no, I, I want to tell me more about there has to be a non-surgical. Is there a non-surgical? So he told me about all that, the draining of everything. I said, all right, 
we're going to go with that. I said, no surgery. You can keep the DNR in place. If he crashes, don't start beating him up with chest compressions, right. whatever. But we're not giving up. Mm -hmm. He says, okay. He gets on the phone. He talks to my mother. He talks to somebody else, uh, his, his cousin, and everybody starts saying, okay, let's go with what Frank is, whatever. So at that point, they put him, they gave him something for the, the pain and discomfort, and he, he went to sleep, and we all left for the night. And the next morning, I get a FaceTime call from Skip. I get a FaceTime call. Now, he is, he has good recall. But he is, I guess he's still, like, jarred from all the seizures the night before. And he's got this, like, eight-year-old kind of enthusiasm about things. Hey, Frank, how are you? Know, hey, are you he's an on athlete? drugs, too. Good. Yeah. Well, at that point, it, not, 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 it shouldn't have been that strong. But still, me, Anthony, and Mike, we said, we're coming to see you today, Skip. So we went there, and he's re he has good recall. He's, told, he's asking Anthony about music. He's asking me about my show. He's asking Mike about certain things. He's, asking, he's being very specific. And I said, okay. So at this point, I said, Skip. I said, he doesn't remember anything about Monday. I said, you've got to take all that love you have for us, all that love you have for Aurora, everything that you love. And you have to have that feeling, and you have to concentrate that feeling on your stomach. You've hmm. got to heal yourself, Skip. Hmm. I told him, you've got to heal yourself. He said, this is, this is where we are right now. We stayed with him for a half hour, all that stuff, more. We came back. Me and Anthony went back the next day. He's almost 50% better than that. Cognitively, wow. he's clearing up. He's pulling himself up. Wow. Today, he calls me. He sounds like, he sounds like I could have been talking to him any time over the last 10 years. Huh. Now, that's just... That's great. That, I mean, that's great that that's where he is right now, f for sure, to go from one extreme in the beginning of the week to, to here. It just boggles my mind is how are they talking about, you know, palliative care when removing a feeding tube? When, I, like, how, when, oh, okay, I guess we'll do the drainage thing. Like, that wasn't, like, but that's the whole thing. I asked about that. On, on Tuesday, I asked, I said, so did they do the drain? He goes, no, they're going to do it tomorrow. Then, then yesterday, I asked, so did they do the drink? What's going on? He says, no, they don't think I need it anymore. So I still yeah, but, but what did the doctor say? Because you can't really go by what, whatever he's going to tell you. Exactly. The doctor hasn't been calling me back now the last couple of days because I want to know what, have they done another CAT scan on the stomach to tell me if the ulcer is, is, is starting, to, the infection starting to abate? Today, he tells me, and he's completely of sound mind now, that the doctor came in and said that they are hoping that within a week they can actually start giving him soft foods again, that he can actually eat for, for the last 13 days he has not been eating. Right. It's well, all on a tube. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the tube. So I'm telling you, Rob, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, this is the most important thing, advocacy and asking questions for people. If you are an advocate for somebody, because... I, if, it just does. It makes no sense. If I hadn't said anything on Monday, then they would have started the morphine, and he might have been dead by today. Now I don't know if this. The last seventy-two hours have been a gift because he's had he's had hope in the last seventy-two hours. Mm -hmm. He's seen people he loves in the last seventy-two hours. He's been awake. He's not been in, in pain. If if everything were to God forbid, because I've been praying non-stop too and so everybody, as everybody at home it's been really wonderful to see the outpouring but if all it was was that 72 hours it would have been worth it and to think that i don't know 
I, I don't I actually don't even blame the, the doctors too much because they probably see countless cases like this where they assume they are they are on the way out and it's just one thing or another but there's got to be some kind of room for miracles and long shots somewhere and it's just I, it's rough man to see this yeah I mean uh, I don't know I again but I'm not a doctor I don't know any of this but as I said uh, it just seems how if it's if he's deteriorating that much, right? It's one thing for him to say this, but what is the do- what is the doctor saying? Because, you know, as you said, he's been in, in the hospital for three months. That psychologically, that's just such a it's, it's a tra- traumatic thing. And then to be, you know, emotionally, I can imagine he's just really down. So then, what is but what you know for the doctor should be like? Well, here's where we at where we're at in the reality of, of the situation. He's given him that now. He's he has. I know that has been happening the last two days. I haven't spoken to the doctor though. Me personally, he they're set, they're setting goals, eating okay. goals, and now it's just it's rehab and monitoring the stomach. To so make sh- what made the situation so dire and immediate was the infection. Right. Okay. The infection. But they didn't do the drainage on the infection. Right. Because by, I don't know, it, it, I don't know, 48 hours later, maybe the antibiotics really started taking But then why hold. didn't they do it right away, though? Like, why didn't, why was this option? Because it's, 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 it's another trauma. It's another thing where, you know, even though it's not a, technically a surgical procedure, they're going to have to, it, do they go through the esophagus and pull this thing out? or I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that's the other thing I, I, didn't, I didn't ask because they said that they were going to, they were going to let him rest. And okay. then the next day they are going to do it. But once he started coming around, I, I, it's just one of those things, man. I'll tell you. So, and the other, here's the thing. Sometimes a person has been through enough. Mm-hmm. They've just been through enough and pushing on is futile, and they do have the right to, to say, you know what, just let me just, let me just go and, and let me just see what well, God has in store. There's something to be said to, for that, I really believe. And it, it's tough for everybody else, and it's tough for the family, but... There is something, um, something, something where that's okay. The for real, when somebody says, "It's my time, face it." Um, so I mean, if if that's where he was at, but obviously it wasn't because that's the whole thing. It there's, wasn't. There's other times that you you need somebody needs to have resolve for someone else who's in pain sometimes like someone other than yeah. you yeah. sometimes have to has has to have resolve for you you know because if you and i were, were driven to the brink to the point where we're actually just asking for mercy and ready to give up that doesn't mean that it may be time to give up and um and and that's what was happening on monday it mm-hmm. was everything going in one direction and then uh now I'm just I'm just I'm just hoping. Uh, you know, every day every day is fine. I, I know that he's got a long road to walk, but hey, I I'd rather walk that road to be, than be buried underneath it. Mm-hmm. And um they even had him on his feet yesterday. Oh wow. He's standing up. That, oh. Those are all excellent. So yeah, that that that's good. That's good. So I wanted to put that out there because I know that there's a lot of people going through a lot of things and I was wondering if anybody out there has ever had any medical advocacy stories like that and and uh, you know because there's a lot of people dodging bullets out there and I can't imagine can imagine those who don't have anybody you know that's that must be really sad especially where we are now but um 
7:45. Let's we can take some calls in the first half. I've got this. I've got this Hoover Dam uh, thing here. You know what that made me look at? There was a Hoover. Obviously, you know about the Hoover Dam thing, but there's this satanic Hoover Dam thread that was going around on on Twitter, and I I really enjoyed it. But it made me think <laughs> about the Hoover Dam scene from Superman. Okay. And how Superman 1978 was the best one there was. Yeah. The best yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, I, I was young, so I liked them all. I mean, I liked that what It was a Superman 3. 3. Is that where he had the, is that where he had put, Bizarro? They, yeah. No, no, where they put them in the uh, other dimension. In the sun? Was it in the sun? No, I thought that was... Uh, they trap them in, uh, like, Zod and... Uh, oh, that's the, two. That's two. Two. Zod is two. I like that one. Two when was I was, awesome. I, When I was, you know, young. One and two are amazing. Yeah. Three and four, eh. Three was Richard Pryor. Three is Richard Pryor? Is it? And then which one was the one with the nuclear guy? Is that number four? That's got to be four. And, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't like I them. I don't think I saw four. Yeah, I don't like them. Uh, three and four. One and two are, are just great. In fact, I, I'd love to watch them sometime soon with Aurora. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I started looking at that stuff. There's a few other things going on here, too. But I'm going to take some calls for anybody that's out there. 914-595-6953. In the second half, we have it even more. That's not Jay Gulinello. What the hell's going on here? Oh, my gosh. Other than that, man, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind of a week. Whirlwind. That's uh, a lot of uh, emotion to deal with. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's, um, it's all right. It feels... It's life. Yeah, it, it it feels like a good exercise at the end of it all. No matter how much I you know, you get you get strong in the broken places mm. and I don't know, you, a lot of a lot of gratitude floods in, especially when you get a little bit of a reprieve from time to time. That's mm. that. Let's take a call. Mason from Kentucky. What's going on, Mason? Still on a roll, I love it. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, so I was one to, I hate to derail because um, I know you, that's great with Skip and I love hearing all that. Uh, I was actually calling about uh, when you were talking about the uh, replacement, uh, about Biden stepping down and all that. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, have you? I don't know if you ever heard of it. There's a show with these two comedian guys, Revenge of the Sith. They're another show I really love watching. They're really cool. I think you guys would hit it off if you ever go on their show they okay. interview people a lot but anyways they they um played a clip and it was um gavin newsom going to the white house kind of secretly i think it was like a week ago and it wasn't in the news the only reason it got picked up was because there's like a california reporter who's like a beat reporter for him and uh you could tell he was kind of trying to hustle away and he went in the back door and blah blah and he he was meeting with ron Klain, which that's kind of the word I've heard from all sorts of people that he's really the one running the show. I'm sure you've probably heard that too. But, what? Like um, Gavin Newsom is running the show? Ron no, Klain? no, Ron Klain. Ron Klain? Okay. All right. So, so what's Gavin? Yeah. So what's Gavin Newsom? So what? What's the what's the conclusion of the theory? What, what's Gavin Newsom doing? He's going to run. Well, yeah. That, uh, to me, and there was like a little bit of. They were kind of asking him about like. You know what are they looking to do with you and he's like well it's not about running in 2024 and they're like well why are you meeting with the white house staff and i mean just to me I, that's i think that's who they're going to swing for next i mean you know he's 
I, I see women falling for that. You know what I mean? Slick back hair, kind of good-looking guy, even though we see him as like a sleazy Patrick Bateman type. But you know what I mean? Like, even though everybody in, I, in, in uh, California hates him, but... It doesn't matter if they can just uh. throw, take him from a state and throw it. Thank you again for the call, Mason. Well, if you can take him <clears throat> from a state and throw him into the national. I, don't I, I kind of agree. I didn't see the exact thing that he's talking about, but I have s- noticed the uptick in Gavin Newsom talk. And so it just kind of, you know, just on the radar a little bit. But again, like, okay. what does that mean? Does, does that mean that we are getting prepared for... A situation where they say, okay, well, listen, uh, Joe has long COVID, Mm -hmm. and we're going to open up the primary field, and he's going to endorse you, Gavin. That's that's, that's the only thing I can think about. He'd have to endorse Kamala. No, he doesn't have to. But I'm just politically speaking. Then why wasn't Newsom the vice president? Why didn't he pick who he thought was the most qualified to be the vice president? None of that. I know. I I don't know. I I know. They're both disposable whites. Bullshit. But the whole thing is a farce. Our entire system of government is insanity. Yeah, right. It doesn't even exist. So, I don't know. Joe Biden might not even be a person. I'm just going to... I'm just going to take it as another another episode of the sitcom we're watching. And when we get to that point... I don't know how much of a comedy versus tragedy it really is, but... You're right. It's actually a melodrama. Uh-uh. It's a melodrama slash comedy. Tragedy. Mellow, mellow tragedy. <laughs> Something like that. Let's take a call. 401, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, yes. I was just calling to say hello and um, to Who? talk about uh, the Who? whole advocate with this whole uh, Who's this? palliative care. Uh, Lori. Lori, welcome to the show, Lori. So, so uh, what, what do you have to say about a- advocacy for 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 people and, and loved ones, people in your life? What do you have to say about it? Well, I just thought it was really weird that they were talking about this tonight. You're on, Lori. Lori, Lori, you're on the. It's you're, in palliative care. Lori, you're you're on the air right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, it's, it's Frank, by the way. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, yeah, so my dad right now is is in palliative care, Mm -hmm. and we just started him on hospice over the weekend. And as soon as hospice came in, they said he needs to take all these drugs, and then he was sleeping. I said, wait a minute, he needs to wake up and eat. And they said, no, because we can't handle him if he falls out of bed, he's liable, because he's at um, a facility. You know, it's a liability. So they have to keep him medicated to keep him safe. Oh uh, my god. So they're killing gosh. they're kill, they're killing him this to keep horrible. him safe. And he's before they put him on that, he had gotten out of the hospital a few days before. He was breathing on his own over ninety five percent oxygen and could he eat all his meals. So uh, But he has a he has dementia. So his brain's not telling him to stay in bed while he's weak. So therefore he deserves to, to go this horrible death. Now I, I I know I know that it's not not everybody not every family is able to do this, Lori. But are are you his his only child? Do you have siblings? Is there is have you guys figured out if there's any other way to 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 care for him outside of a facility like that? I know it'd be really really yeah. tough, but I normally would take him to my house. I walk the hospice road, no. the hospice road that's like six months, nine months long. But because he's in facility, it's so short, and because of his advanced Alzheimer's, I can't keep him at home. Mm. 
But it's a liability thing. So it's like it's not that he's they don't have they don't have anybody to make sure he doesn't fall out of bed, and they won't put a railing up on his bed because that's considered a restraint. So, so they won't they won't put any kind of reasonable restraint on his bed or him to make sure that he doesn't harm himself, but they will drug him. Yeah, that, that would so the 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 railings would be invasive, but the drugging is not. That's ridiculous. But but you listen, this is what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's it's. It's incredible. It's incredible. Lori, I'm so sorry you're going through that. How, how old is Dad? He's 92. God bless him. He's 92. I mean, he's, he's ready to let go, but I, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, it'd be much more humane if you just pushed all the morphine at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, not, I mean, I, I, you know, my soul's tormented about the whole thing. This but, is a, um, it's a rough know, time. He's a survivor of COVID with no medication and no vaccine. As was my mother at 90 years old. <laughs> Does he still remember you and everybody? Um, how how advanced is the Alzheimer's? If you don't mind me asking. It's it's very advanced. However, he does. There's a couple of us. He does recognize, and he recognized me on Monday morning. He was awake on Monday morning, and he recognized me. He gave me a huge smile and was like, "Hey!" And they didn't feed him because, of course, they bring up regular food when he should be on pureed food <laughs> and they were supposed to have changed his diet like six days prior to this so instead they weren't going to feed him his food i got him a big bowl of pudding he ate pudding with a giant smile said how good it was and that's the last time he was awake be uh be be as be uh, be there as much as you can Lori. just as much as you can the presence means everything and th- thank you for the call i'm sorry you're going through that well, thank you for bringing this up because it really was close to the heart tonight. Mm. I I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, the, uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's just the timing of it. My next door neighbor, I've known them my whole lives. They're right off the boat from Italy, and he, Tony, um, the husband, they've been married. Well, they're in September. It would have been sixty-four years, and he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's eight years ago and he just died last Friday. Friday night when I got home I knew he was gone because everybody was was there and he had been home hospice for a long time. His wife Esther, she's such a close friend of the family, um, they she took care of him till the end. They were told he's 85, she's like 78 or something I forget but to the end I was actually at his funeral when I started getting the text messages about Skip on Monday. And wow. it's uh, you want to talk about care? It, th- care, yeah. That's uh, I mean, for what the Lori's call care, it, I, it's it's horrible what goes on and what is the institutional uh, institutionalization of health and the way it is is it, it's insane and it's part of <laughs> we talk about the Great Reset. This is part of it. How we care for this. This has to change, you know. And, and uh, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of issues in society right now, and uh, there's a lot of things that that need to change. But it's just it, it the mentality that that's comes from. And I get it. I get like when you say you said it earlier. Well, you know the doctor. It, they're very matter of fact because they see it all the time and it just becomes whatever right another number 
here's the procedure, it's another protocol, it's another thing. And I get that that's how that happens, but you end up with something like this, where if you just treated things, you used your, your heart and your head, yeah. things might be a little different. And, it, and it's just this cold, uh, inhuman way of being. And uh, I hate to even introduce these, the, the idea, but the bottom line plays a lot. And we talked about this with, uh, with COVID and everything. I mean, that one guest that you had on, I was just, it's a good thing I got no hair left on top of my head because I would have pulled it all out. Scott Shara. Great Grace's Grace's thing. story. That, that was just, yeah, that was just another. And, and she had a great advocate. She had a she had a father who who who, Absolutely. who understood who actually saw what was going on was asking. And they qu- they battled him to get to where things went. That was on that case there too. When you said before about the doctors that they're, they're looking at this as you know case to case basis and they're just going to be dispassionate about it. Uh-uh. I told that to Skip too. Couple maybe about two days ago because he said it was it was yesterday. He said, you know, I, I got mad at the doctor. I got mad at the nurse because I told her that I'm going to walk out of here with, uh, on, on, with, a, with a walker in time to see my granddaughter's second, second birthday. Hmm. And she was telling me, if you, were to, if you were to walk out of here today, you would be dead in 36 hours. And I said, Skip, listen. And, she, and he, she was really popping my bubble and, and, and telling me I have a long road to go. And I was like, well, Skip, I understand you have to keep your, you have to keep your goals to yourself. Sometimes they are looking. This is at, a nurse telling them this. Yeah, well, yeah, she's telling to to moderate a little bit. There, there, there is a there is a, a place where. Yeah. Okay. They got to understand, they're not going to be emotionally invested as you are, Skip, right. and uh, that's it's it's hard to tell somebody who's been in a bed for three months, you know, and have them understand too. Hmm. So it's yeah, you know, I know it's just. Uh, it's just the way we do business needs to change. And what the driving force of uh, our business is. What is the driving force? Well, we that, see what it is, right? Yeah. But it's, that's not, that's not, that's, ca- that's causing a wedge in us. It's like that asshole who wants to block out the sun. Right? Big asshole. Yeah. So we're blocking out, we're blocking out the sun. Let's take a let's take a quick break for intermission. When we come back. It's just going to be super chats and calls, and I have some other extras we can go to uh, in the meantime. But it's been a great one so far, and a little bit of everything. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be hanging out and having a good time. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Mission. 
entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support. Quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? It is 8.03, and we have not stopped moving yet. Let's get <laughs> to the Super Chats. Always moving. Always moving. Always in motion. Always in motion. The future is. Uh, here we go. First one is from Stostube. Stostube. Great Thursday. Rob and Frank got my Qigong on this week. Rob, thank you. KungFuChannel.com. Frank, did you happen to get the secret shirt package in the mail yet? In fact, Stostu, wow, what great timing. Because now we get to get, get a little bit of a, a plug from Rob about his, his, uh, his, his classes and how people can go get involved, especially since we've already talked about a little bit about the importance of, of energy and how we, how we fluff and manage our field. But I have I will I will get to that second part in just a second. Rob, tell us about what you have going on for this Saturday's class on KungFuChannel.com. I'm gonna have to uh, start giving kickbacks to uh, Crystals over there. Yeah, he's <laughs> always uh, he's always looking out, and it's uh, always appreciated. So thank you, Crystals. Um, KungFuChannel.com. That's my website. Check it out. I do a Qigong class uh, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern get nice and relaxed and breathe and open everything up and then get to watch quite frankly immediately after and then saturday mornings at 10 a.m eastern uh live via zoom if you can't make it live i record the class and you get now that they upgraded you get 10 days to check it out so even more than a week so there's plenty of time so uh you know you 20 bucks a class or 50 dollars for the month you get you know at minimum eight classes you know usually works out to more for 50 bucks it's a good deal it's worth it um so qigong is very good like in the in the class last night like i was saying we were talking about it's like uh you know like a dead leaves on the uh, tree the wind comes along gets them off right so same thing we're just keeping we're clearing out i like to say uh, taking out the garbage so we open up and uh, we coordinate the movement with our breathing very healthy coordinate the mind and the body and uh, especially these days so health health is good take responsibility for your health and uh, this is just one method to do it it's great one method to re to uh, for rebellion 
It is a part of the rebellion to invest always. in yourself. Yeah, always is. That's it. That's why, uh, you know, there's a... You know, there was like this one sect of... Uh, in the martial arts kung fu world, and uh, they were doing tournaments out in Queens and everything, and like anything you could... you want to do, but no... No kami kung fu. No kami kung fu. No kami kung fu. Now, what does that mean? It means any of the stuff, the the wushu, the stuff that's, you know, I'm not going to offend anybody, but the stuff that's been standardized uh, Chinese government type and of endorsed. stuff. And endorsed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So some of, even just some of the tai chi. Not oh no, not I mean tai chi. You got to realize the the standard form that they they did. I mean tai chi existed for <laughs> so long before that. But, uh, you know, some people were very much against what has happened and, you know, all of the theatricalness and whatever. Why? Because it was taking something that was meant for self-development, for you, your family, your community, strengthening, and uh, it subverted it. And so, uh, you know, this stuff has been around for a very long time, and it's had to go through various <laughs> peaks and valleys but it's always endured. Another reason why they're tearing the organs out of the Falun Gong right now. That's who that's who was running the show. Like the that's who I'm speaking of. They yeah. they had some stuff going on in in Queens and I got invited and, and me and a, a couple other people were invited to do some I was just like I don't feel like driving to Queens or whatever cuz it was just a uh very much like a uh a showcase type of a, a tournament, but they made it a point to say you know no commie stuff <laughs> so no no gotcha. n none of the the stuff even though it looks good but that has the they wanted the traditional stuff so our stuff fujiao pie that's where I, I learned tiger claw kung fu so that that has a uh, very different kind of connotation that's cool it. i didn't know that happened yeah man i got i got a few more stories you haven't heard shit i well, yeah, i want to hear them you know well before we go anywhere else the second part of what stostoop said he said, Frank, did you happen to get the secret uh, T-shirt package in the mail? Yes, I got mine. I already washed it. Rob, on the on the seat next to you, pick that up and 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 uh, take a look at it and show the class what so is a pre-planned bit. This is the no 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 no. I I brought that in here anyway, but he just brought it up right now. Okay. Oh, look at this. I don't know how he found it. Okay. But he found that—that's the Montauk shirt you were talking about. It, it. This is the yes. It is. This is the design. So this is Stostube found this. Stostube found. It. He sent me a. He sent me one too. Awesome. So I'm wearing a Montauk hat right now. Oh shit. Yeah. So look, they've got the whole thing. You know, there's going to be some schizos out there that see this and they're like, okay, he's talking about Montauk. This guy's yeah. got a, an all-seeing eye tattoo on his I know, arm. I know. They're in league with the devil. They're broadcasting signals. They're shilling for the Department of Energy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when we talked about it, I used to just, uh, my father's a fisherman. I used to go out to Montauk all the time for the day and the night, and I had this shirt. It was, this is the design for sure, so awesome. Well, there you go. Stoes, right. Stoes coming through with the... Sto Christos, thank you for the thoughtfulness. I appreciate it. The old biddies. Yeah. Christy in SoCal says, I know a great stem cell, Dr. Google, Dr. Google Jose uh, Luis Diaz Barbosa uh, in Los Aldones. I don't know. He, he saved so many lives, even those who seem hopeless. Diaz Barbosa sounds like one of the, the pirates <laughs> from the pirates. 
the Pirates movies. Christy, if you want to send that link to me an email, that would be a lot easier. I'll take a look at whatever he's he does. Sounds interesting. Uh, Albert Frederick says, Australian government says, look at all of the flooding we can do to the farmers. LOL. Uh, American government, hold my beer. Harp. So, he seems to think that all the shit that we're going through, all of the the climate, the, I don't know, the discomfort right now is being worked like a uh, puppet. Uh, Lori Ann says, Hi, Frank and Rob. Love listening to you guys. If JoJo is removed, then the New World Order can put back on, uh, put, uh, can pull back a, a bit on their plans. They will proclaim Kamala is saving nation and the world. Think about the influential, the influence she could be begging, she could be begging on her knees in Saudi. I don't think that's possible. They already laughed at him. Proclaim Kamala is saving the nation and the world. There's nothing she could ever be a part of that would that would be credited it's with totally that. inept on every level. No, it's, so it, it doesn't It would just further the uh, lack of confidence in uh, you know that the the ship is uh, rudderless Yeah, you can't project competence onto her. No, no, you can't do that. Total, she's a disaster I, So uh, I, I think if anything that it seems that Joe's camp would... I would believe more that Joe's camp used her as insurance w within rival parts within... Because you know these people aren't all getting along. There's no. no centralized power. I think there's power brokers or there's pa people that are have their niche within this and they work together. But I think that at some point there's uh, conflict. You want to tell me Ob the Obamas and the Obama faction is the same as the uh, Clinton faction? Who are famously at odds with each other? Right. Right, yeah. Although the Obamas and the Bushes are, are, are good with each other. So uh, you know, I, I'm sure they all run in the same circles for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see her as being... Unless it's the well, we are watching the controlled demolition, and if, and if that the lack of confidence you would have in her is going to accelerate that, then maybe that's what could be. Of course, but I, of course, but it's already a, a joke. The Saudis are are laughing. They told Biden, "The oh well, yeah, okay, we'll open up your pipeline then if you need more oil. We're right. good. Our production's good." Yeah, excuse me, old man. Do you know that you're killing yourself? <laughs> do, do you know that you're... It's like stepping on the old... Uh, your own feeding tube. Stepping on your feeding tube. Yeah. And saying, can somebody please feed me? Well, take your take your foot off the tube. Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. Silky Johnson says, I didn't know you did not see the newest Better Call Saul. I saw it last night. I hope it didn't spoil anything. No, you did not. I missed the live show, but watched the archive. I don't know if you like bad movies if you do check out hologram man it's demolition man but bad <laughs> yeah. so, sounds good yeah. all right let's go to rockfin rockfin says space balls lmfao thank you twisted wizard uh on patriot angie for liberty says frank i was a nurse for 15 years and patients admitted to the hospital uh, especially for long-term or admittance to ICU, it is standard to start treating them treating them for ulcers. That used to be the mo the, the model, but insurance started changing rules and butting in to physicians' decisions for their patients. This is why I quit and went back to school for something different. God be with Skip's around him, Father. 
they started treating it immediately treating them for ulcer wow see this is this is what he's this is what we're talking about here this is this is just nah twisted wizard again says you getting skipped to, to focus uh his love on the infection combined with your prayers was helping him overcome this miracles can happen if you focus on it I know it had something to do with it. I know us showing up the last few days alone um, and him seeing faces and him seeing pictures and, and everything, I know that that has, that has helped to at, least, to at least have this enjoyable string of days that we thought were not coming at all anymore. Let's see. Over on Rumble, Selling the Farm says, You can be my patient advocate anytime, Frank. Uh, Skip is lucky to have you as we are too praying for you pray everybody pray for each other it's been really fun really fun doing that i have um i felt a lot of st stability through this um open my eyes says blessings to you and your family may he be may skip come home soon god bless and godspeed all right let's go and take some calls and i'll get through the foxhole uh toward the end 914-595-6953. We'll see what else is coming through on the other end. And I have a few things here. I don't know what you want to do. There's the, the Hoover Dam thread. There is the so the things I learned as an intelligence operative. There are a few other things I thought. This is funny. I have a small collection, a compilation of tweets. Since we were talking about a mugging in Greenwich before. Uh, here's a small compilation of tweets. Most of it has to do with New York City. It started with this. Old Red Tree on Twitter says, Everyone's always like, Oh my God, New Yorkers are so rude. But one time, a guy held a knife to my throat to rob me while I was unlocking my front door, and I asked him, Can I at least keep my ID? And he was like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, that was nice. Here's another one. Someone stole one of my packages from my apartment building in Brooklyn. And I put a note on the outside door saying, please return my skincare. My skin is bad and I want to be confident again. And they brought it back a few days later. <laughs> nice. Just putting that out into the universe. Mm. Lulu Eve says, once a guy was robbing me and I think it was his first time because he was apologizing to me as he committed his crime. And instinctively I said, it's okay. It was not okay though. <laughs> Jeez. Cripe. Let's see here. Uh, Wizard of Fries says, Some local Cretans tried robbing me of my phone on the street, and uh, I asked them if I can at least keep my SIM card. Um, and the dude was like, okay, sure. When I took out my phone to remove the SIM card, they spotted the phone was an old Galaxy 4, and they just said, don't worry about it, and left. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a good turn of events. Good. Here's another one. A high school teacher of mine was once breaking up with her boyfriend while they were walking. They were out walking together. They were talking and they were both crying. When someone came up to mug them, saw they were both crying and said, I guess it's about to get an even worse day for you, huh? And still mugged them. <laughs> Two more. Uh, this is from Jupiter Moon. Once by Penn Station, a guy tried robbing me at knife point. I started crying and lied, saying I had no money because someone else had already robbed me, and I was just trying to get home. He gave me $2 for the subway. <laughs> uh, in Dominican Republic, last one. This is outside the, the U.S. Daniel uh, Ditrio 
says in Dominican Republic I got a cab the the tri- the driver of the cab pulled a gun on me I gave him my wallet then he asked me where I needed to go and explained to me that legitimate taxis have their license displayed on the window he gave me back my ID and my credit cards best mugging of my life <laughs> so I don't know you know I guess pickpockets can often recognize if there's any opportunity for there to be a human exchange with their victims that they actually have a lot in common with the potential targets of their crime. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something going on. Just some people have been driven far beyond the breaking point and I don't know. They w- far beyond driven. Far beyond driven. To a quote from last week, right? Hey, well, you know what? I'm thinking about going to this thing. Yeah. This reunion for Pantera. Nice. Zach, Zach Wilde, we always thought that after, after Dime died, as long as they had Vinny, Zach Wilde filling in would be more than a good tribute to Dime. And if it goes... I already told my friend at the, the theater next door. You think it would come here? I don't, I don't think that... I think that it would be much bigger. It's too big. They're too big. But then again, we had Slayer next door. We had Black Label Society next door. It's actually, that's Zach Wilde's band, but yeah. it's Pantera. But it's, you know, they have the name, and it's, and it's also the... That's going to be an, an arena. That's not going to be a theater show. Last time I saw them was at Continental. Exactly. It'll be something like that. Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah. You, was, that, that's something that's, you know, 18,000, 20,000 people are going to show up to. That was two months before 9-11 I saw them. Wow. It was like wow. June, June or July 2001. And it might have been one of their last shows in the United States. Because shortly after that, the band broke up and... Less than three years later, Dime was shot. Wow. Yeah, I never saw Pantera live. Wonderful experience. Got to see him twice. Um, Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's take a call. 985, you're on the air. Who's this? 985, you there? Oh, wait, hold on. Speaker is muted. I don't know why that the hell, why that's happened. Don't say anything. Don't say anything yet. Okay, 985, go right ahead. Hey. Hey. Hey, who's this? You there? Yes, but you... you My name is... I go by Southern Lady Tiger. Wait, wait. Hold on, Lady Tiger. Are you on speakerphone right now? I am. Okay, you got to get rid of that. I'm not now. Okay, yeah. Okay, sounds a lot better. Go right ahead, Lady Tiger. All right. I'm from Louisiana, and I'm calling about Skip. Um, My brother is probably the longest surviving small cell lung cancer patient in the country. Um, His wife was a director of nursing for the University Medical Center. I can't say what state. Okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. But, you know, just to protect them. But um, he, every time he goes into the hospital, she is right there. She, well, she knows the questions to ask. Obviously, she's a director of nursing, so she knows everything that needs to be said. But an advocate for patients is one of the most important things that you can have in a hospital. You never, ever, ever let a patient go into a hospital by themselves, ever. It's not safe. It's just not safe. You know, Lady Tiger, I, Even, I, I got, I got, I obviously have questions just about your your brother and and, and all of this, but but 
just you saying that right there, how unequivocally it's not safe, you do not let people go into a hospital alone, it is just so alien to have this to have this be the conversation that we've been having over the last two years about the danger of going to the hospital. This used to, growing up, used that used to be one of the most confidence-building things about growing up in this country was that, God forbid, something went wrong. We've got the best hospitals. and you, you never even questioned where people's mindset was, what their intentions were, uh, you know, what, what the protocols were, that they were the best protocols and drugs and procedures in the world. And, and to hear things like this come in, uh, it, it's just so, such a stark, it's just a stark reality. It really is. Well, absolutely. I mean, she... She went into nursing because she believed in the medical field. Okay. She rose very quick. They're very smart, both of them. Um, my brother's an engineer. My sister-in-law, like I said, is she has a doctorate in nursing. Okay. They're both, both very intelligent people. She does not let him go into the hospital without her at all I, I mean it, it just doesn't happen and and i'm the same way my family none of my family my my grandson has leukemia okay we have been there every single step of the way through all of his treatments thank god he's fine he's doing he he was diagnosed at four years old and he is now six and he just had his port removed um, and he's off of chemo, so he's wow. doing great. Fantastic. Okay? Yes, thank God. Okay, that's all I can say is thank God. But and, and that's part of it. Pray, love, stay with the people that you love. Do not let them go into the hospital by themselves because no one is there to advocate for them. Me- Advocacy is the most important thing. The last question, I ha- last question I have for you, Lady Tiger, is about is is about your brother and uh, specifically, what what would he or your sister in law or you guys as a collective family, what would you attribute to his being as you say he's probably the longest surviving uh, cancer patient with that small, particular s- small cell small cell lung cancer yeah well, how how he, long has well, he how long has he had it and what what does he years. attribute fifteen years and what does he attribute to years. this and, run it's a small cell lung cancer is is like was a fatal diagnosis when he first got it i mean the doctor told him it's incurable go into hospice that's all we can do for you well they didn't give up and they went and they he got into a study for the new uh drug opdivo for small cell lung cancer mm-hmm. and it cured him. He is completely cancer-free at this point. Well, well, that's that's uh, that's that's wonderful to hear. Uh, wonderful to hear. Thank you for sharing. Hey. Thank you for sharing uh, your your thoughts and 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 stories from your family. And and I hope you call in again one day, Lady Tiger. Okay, Frank. I love your show. We listen to it every night. Um, just uh, God bless you and God bless Rob. I love Rob too. Thank so you. y'all just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, and have a good have a good night down there in Louisiana. That sounds like a wonderful time. We are in a living room in Louisiana right now. <laughs> I love thinking about that stuff. 
Wow. See this? I, I knew mind-boggling. I knew that this was going to this was going to get things from the audience. Yeah, I knew it was. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Well, and that's 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 what it's all about. That actual human deal, <laughs> the humanness of this. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's incredible. Let's take another one. Uh, so, oh, whoops. Eight eight six five eight six five. You're on the air. Who's this? Eight six five. Dead man talking. You're on the air. Hey, I wanted to call also to talk about Skip and what he went through. Patient advocacy. I've been on both sides of it. I was once hospitalized with a burst brain aneurysm. Was out of this world. I was in that place where Skip was when you're between worlds, where you're ready to give up because I had locked in syndrome when I woke up. Mm. I was. To the world unconscious in a neural ICU but I was aware of everything going on around me Wow! as fate has it my sister is in administration New York Columbia Presbyterian formerly so I had her advocating for me I was in that place where I wanted to give up several times because I had seen I'll just call it the next world and I still have days where I want to give up because I'm peripherally blind, have epilepsy, thank God, that's controlled with a drug, and I have a pain condition. But without an advocate, they're like pushing for me, in this case my sister and my friends, it's, it, you can be in that place where you're just ready to go like, like Skip was. So thank God you were there for him, and my people are there for me, because I still have days where I'm like ready to just throw in the towel. So in in that in that state that you were in, um, dead man. I I, I, I don't know what to call it. That's all I, I I have you stored as dead man walking. I, so there must have been some kind of a story you told in the past. But I feel like it's not appropriate for me to call you dead man now. But uh, well, I was I was literally a dead man. They gave me less than two percent chance of surviving the operation, and I was for a time I had what's called locked in syndrome, where I was. Dead. I was clinically dead on an operating table for a while. I was brain dead. So I that's why my name is Dead Man Talking. I'm I'm gonna put up a channel on, on Rumble eventually. I get like a few minutes out of every day where I get a chance to work on something outside of taking care of myself. You know, thank God I can though. You know, I live on my own. I don't need anybody else around me. I'm pretty proud about that. Sometimes yeah. I won't let people help me. But then there's like what I want to do and what I can do. I think back to my old life before I was disabled, and then there's what I am now. But eventually, I'm going to get out there and do what you guys do and like talk about the world from my perspective as having been dead, been in that other place. And uh, what I appreciate a lot about you, Frank, is you come at it from a classical liberal point of view, which is what I was, degree in psychiatry. At least I was going to be a psychiatrist until I figured out the way the drug world works pharmaceutically. Because once they do get you in these hospitals, you are a bill of goods. Oh, yeah. They're looking at you as a piece of meat, and let's see how much money we can make on you in these last two years, I think you. I, 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 feel like, I feel like every time they strap a uh, blood pressure machine on your arm, there's, there's, another, there's another $75. It just it, they, they do not miss a beat with anything but let me ask you before before we go um, what do you remember from the other side 
Um, so much that I wrote uh, a book about it, and I actually novelized my my, my clinical death experience. What I remember most is the unification with a omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent force that knew me better than I knew myself, what I guess people would call capital G God. And yeah, so there's like, that's the most impressionable thing that, that stays with me every day and probably is the reason I haven't offed myself at this point. Because like Skip, you get into that place where you're ready to go. Oh, I, I'm re I'm ready to go anytime that I have nausea and I'm going to throw up. Like wait, if I <laughs> like if I seriously, I, I understand it. I, I really do understand it because there are, there are some nights like if I if I ate something that disagreed with me and I drank something or whatever. There we go with the drinking again, Rob. See, I'm telling you, it's uh, creeping in slow. <laughs> But I, if I know that I'm going to throw up, th those moments before throwing up, I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm dying. It's okay now. But I, um, so you said that you were you were you were clinically dead. I have to imagine that during this time is when you had this this uh, this time that you spent on the other side. How much how much time was it clinically in our world that you were gone, and how much time did it feel like ethereally? In the uh, in in the other place, few minutes of brain death in our world, an eternity on the other side. It's it's hard to describe. It's what my book I wrote in iambic pentameter. It's a it's an epic poem because it's you're it's you're trying to describe the infinite in the finite, and that's mm -hmm. kind of an impossible thing. But I try to do it. <laughs> that's that's tremendous. You know what? E email the show. Uh, Afterwards, dead man, and please uh, let me know if you have an Amazon link to your book. I'll share it in the Telegram if people are are interested in in your work, and I definitely like to to keep up with you, especially when you start doing all of your your video uh, vlogging and stuff. Yeah, I'm close to doing that, and I'm not going doing business with Amazon because I'm not doing deal with the devil. But I am going to put it out there on my own, and I will take you. Thank you so much. I will take you up on the on the promo, and it's an interesting I'll story. Your partner's thing, too, because Tai Chi is one of the things that got me from being paralyzed on one side of my body to being functional now. Mm. Interesting. Absolutely. Well, great. I mean, uh, that's uh, it, it helps in the regrow. I know that this might sound like uh, pseudoscience, but it's not. It helps actually regrow pathways in the in the neural net. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I remember my anatomy classes from when I was studying to be a psychiatrist, and it literally does. It does. The traditional yeah. floor yoga, Tai Chi, uh, Bruce Lee's uh, method of Jeet Kune Do, connecting your brain to your body. I had to do that with the entire left half of my body. Wow. Incredible, incredible. The, the, well, these are the kind of subjects we always like diving into uh, on this show, and I'm glad that you, you brought a little bit of that to the table tonight, Dead Man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I'm going to keep praying for Skip. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Yes. Well, you know, what happens in life becomes a subject on the show. So that's that's where we are tonight. Um, really, really quick. Really quick break. When we come back, we've got the last 25 minutes to go. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I am... I'm Jewish. Things are going to get better. You just hang in there, Mitch. Thanks for listening, Jim. Say, listen, pal. You ever need anything? I mean, anything at all. You come to me. 
Can I stay at your place today? Well, see, the thing is this. I, uh, I live over the Y, as you know. Um, I got a roommate, old Jack, who is a little particular when it comes to strangers. Oh, yeah. Well, no problem. Thanks. He just got his knee drained last week. Uh, that's all right. I'll find another place. No, I ain't. He needed it, too. That thing was getting a little bit right. <laughs> yeah, I get the picture. Maybe I'll just leave my car. <laughs> old Jack's an odd duck, I tell you. Um, many times I catch him staring at me sleeping, which is off-putting. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. His feet bleed. I don't want to stay at your place! Point taken. Point taken, Mitch. Red, it, red, it, red it, get it! Ah! Head to quitefrankly.tv, click on the Reddit logo, join us, engage in discussion topics, share your favorite clips, watch your favorite clips. You don't have a Reddit? Well, get signed up! For all them juicy deets, visit quitefrankly.tv. Another night, another night. I guess I'm going to have some leftovers after all, but uh, what are we, what are we going to do? I don't know. I, there's just so much, there's just so much going on in this world, and I just don't know what else to do. The Hoover Dam was a thing. What do you think about that? It, it looked harm. I don't know. I thought that some, it's just like a little bit of a, it looked harmless. Anything in correlation with the Guidestones? I don't know. Well, I mean, isn't wasn't that one of the the rumors that all these uh, satanic uh, p- things are going to be taken out? So you had the guidestones. You're going to get the Hoover Dam. You're going to get the uh, Statue of Liberty. You're going to get the Three Gorges Dam. The Vatican. There's stuff happening there. Oh, I heard. I mean, it's not like obviously not a full destruction. Imagine if like the Hoover Dam was destroyed. I mean, that would be obviously well as far as catastrophic. The, Hoover Dam and Satan and Satanic, um, I don't know, markers. I guess I could just show. It's not a long thread at all, but it is interesting. And they say they can go on more and more. Uh, a lot of this is the first time I'm hearing it. So to hell with it. Listen to this. This is a thread from WTF. W2TF Moon 7. I'll start here. Back in 2014, author William Frederick discovered that Google Earth had overlaid a fake hole on the Hoover Dam, way back when uh, he suspected it to be a foreshadowing of things to come and, in fact, predicted 2022 as the year it would go down. So, 
No, I don't know. That's the first one. And here's here's all of the the publications, the whole from from Google, and whether or not 2022. He goes on to point out a puff of smoke cloud, a sm- puff of smoke or a cloud he discovered in the same time on Google Earth fly over the Needles, California, the city Needles, California, in the shape of an aborted fetus. What? I guess it looks like a an early fetus. At the time of his writing in 2014, he okay. suspected the needle reference was about abortions. We have a new reference nowadays. Anyway, it looked up. I looked up Needles, California, a city located about 100 miles downriver from the dam. It is named as one of the cities that would be destroyed if the dam would ever give way. The death toll would be dependent on the amount of warning given before the wave. I did more research and found when full Lake Mead, the reservoir created by the dam, can hold 9 trillion gallons of water, enough water to cover 10 million acres with water at one foot deep. At its base, it is 660 feet thick. I bet it's closer to 666, though. Uh, It carries 45,000 pounds of max water pressure per square foot, so if it's ever breached, it's going to blow. Uh, besides tidal wave and flood damage, there would be huge impacts on water supply, farming irrigation, and the electrical grid. As we've seen, the folded two twenty dollars. Now he gets into the twenty dollars and the fifty dollars bill. Hmm. Okay. The I've folded seen this one. The, the folded twenty dollars bill shows the twin towers being blown up, while the fifty dollars folded bill, in the same way, shows the Hoover Dam. So I guess I guess that could be the Hoover Dam. Mister uh, <laughs> Mister MBB. 333 did a video back in 2015 going through the different aspects of the folded 50. He also found the Mercedes-Benz logo, he mistakenly calls the Cadillac logo on the folded 50, said logo was also present during one of two Super Bowl halftime shows that signaled the destruction of the dam mentioned by William Frederick. Which halftime show is that, though? Mercedes, he says this, Mercedes... Why is William... Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Go on. He says, Mercedes and Hoover Dam, uh, Hoover Dam. Now, where I have heard that connection before, oh, I remember. The Mercedes emblem was at the top of the Super Bowl 47 stadium. You remember the one where Beyonce was possessed by a demon and performed her ritual, signaling the destruction of the Hoover Dam, after which the lights went out. So that was in, that was in uh, New Orleans then. When the lights went out, that was when it was that at was the... That was a uh, while ago. That was like... Wasn't that uh, Baltimore and, uh, but was it, and it, uh, Baltimore and San Francisco Super Bowl? But it was in the it was in New Orleans the the dome there though. I thought that's where the lights went out. I can't keep track of all these rituals and demons and stuff. I don't even remember it. I, I, I remember d- the Beyonce one being especially. But I don't remember the Hoover Dam. Demonic. Like I said, it's between the, them and Nicki Minaj with the Pope and. The various Madonna devilry. It's, it's a lot to keep a track of. It gets boring after a while. It does. All your boring, evil crap. Constantly talking about yourselves. Ugh. Fucking boring. Yeah. Frederick found the Mercedes logo orientation over the stadium during Beyonce's satanic Hoover Dam ritual. It was such that one leg of the logo pointed to the dam, one to the Georgia Guidestones, and the third to the site of the Antares rocket explosion. Uh, another Frederick Decode 
gave him the year 2022 in the month of either September or October as the projected date of the dam's destruction. He predicted this in 2015. So uh, the next we found in 2015, a logo of the goat jumping over Twin Towers was projected on the dam for one week straight. When asked why, officials said that they were merely testing a new projector system and are fans of the German football team FC Köln, whose logo is uh, said to be a goat, that, that same goat. So there is the goat. I didn't know that was projected onto the dam. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't know that. Uh, fun fact, the first Hoover Dam hydroelectric generator was fired up for testing on September 11th, 1936. So that's September 11 plus three sixes. No, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say. By the way, in researching that date in history, I found that the Pentagon groundbreaking ceremony was also on September 11th, 1941. And that is Central Courtyard was always referred to as Ground Zero. Now, I have a little something on the Ground Zero Courtyard thing. I have a friend that uh, until, I think, the last five years was in the Army, then working in the Pentagon Mm -hmm. for a long time. And when we went to the Pentagon to get a tour of the place with him, he said, I'm going to bring you to the Ground Zero Cafe. And he said, you know why this is called the Ground Zero Cafe? And it's pretty much, it's in the center of the Pentagon, and it's a hot dog stand. And he says that this, the Russians, when they were flying spy missions over the United States or whatever, they, they would find any kind of intelligence, recon intelligence on the Pentagon, they assumed that the center of the Pentagon was a nuclear missile silo. <laughs> but really, it was a hot dog stand. So there, it, it came to be known that if there was ever a situation where we were going to actually come to thermonuclear blows, one of the prime places that they were going to target was that, that hot dog stand, thinking they were going to disable one of our nuclear capabilities at the time. <laughs> so um, it, it, it obviously wasn't a... no. They'd still be hitting a prime target, obviously. obviously. Well, maybe that makes sense why uh, o- Obama wanted $65,000 for hot dogs now. That's really from the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the the silo. That's it. That's it. By the way, in researching that day, oh, he goes continue. It's almost done here. Uh, and the $20 bill folded up, so it looks like Twin Towers on fire. Turn it over, and it shows a shorter building on fire in the back. But I digress. What could that be? Oh, I get it. Um, back to the dam. Then there's the interesting choice of art at the dam. Statues of fallen angels in black cubes at the th- are the theme. Uh, uh, is that a pentagram underneath it all? I, you know, I never saw this. No. That is pretty... That is pretty... That's something else, huh? Wow. Yeah. yeah that's the Hoover Dam? That's the Hoover Dam. I didn't know that. Around 100 people died during the dam's construction due to accidental falls. Urban legends state their bodies were entombed in the concrete. We know that people were entombed in the Titanic. Mm. Uh, Three miles of tunnels were dug to divert the H2O, the water, during construction. 42 workers mysteriously died in them. Uh, Their employer blamed pneumonia, but nearby towns and workers frequently said that they had no cases of pneumonia, but rather suspected a cover-up of carbon monoxide poisoning. A nearby hospital and nearly a nearby hotel both report large amounts of paranormal activity to this day. And additionally, a small town was submerged when the dam was built and Lake Mead began to fill up. 
The occupants were forcibly displaced from their homes by the government. When the lake is full, it covers the town under 60 feet of water. However, droughts in recent years have uncovered the town. Whoa. Whoa. That's incredible. <laughs> there is a town under Lake Mead. Many believe the destruction of the dam will be done ritualistically to symbolize the birth waters breaking and ushering in the Antichrist. Hmm. Uh, I could go on and on. There's no shortage of symbolism, theories, and predictions, but you get the point. Uh, was the recent explosion a forecast, a test run, a convenient excuse to be blamed when the dam breaks? I think we'll live to find out. So that's... Um, got through that one. Wow. I don't know. Everything is so weird. Everything is very weird. <laughs> well, we could just speculate on the positive side that that detonation that happened there was to get rid of whatever was going to be used in, in in the destruction of it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there and you, if you go. And if you want to so see, it was a good thing. No, here's a positive sign for you too. I've got a clip here you've got to see. It's of your boy Ian Crossland. Oh, Ian, from the Ian Show. From the Ian Show. Yeah, yeah. He had a moment last week, and it was sent to me. They said, Frank, you've got to check this out. Hmm. They sent me the timestamp. Um, Tim Poole reads off a super chat that brings up divine intervention in things. And Ian has a really emotional moment, and I want to show it to you because I think it's, uh, it's indicative of a man on a journey as much as he gets beat up along the way. You can you can have a talk with like the labor board, and I've worked in California, and I've I've been on the other other side of that. They'll wow. they'll tell you whatever you like. If you're the employee and you're like I have a problem, they'll go. We don't care. They're We're talking about hold on, it's coming up. Yeah, hold on a second. Please, <laughs> here here we go. All right, Brett Willett says, "May God bless you, Ian. We pray for you always. May your heart and eyes be opened to the gospel of Jesus Christ." Dude, last night, Brett, I was thinking, I was like laying in. Uh, Tim was up, uh, was uncomfortable saying Jesus Christ. Did you notice that? Yeah, I've noticed a lot about the the moderator of the Ian show. <laughs> well, anyway, he, listen to what he <laughs> listen, listen to what he says bed till like five in the morning thinking about God. I'm like, okay, this is real. Cause a lot of times I feel despair, but last night I was thinking maybe the solution is to this is bringing people together with God and it feels real. Um, it's like, uh, like it's, uh, I think it's real. Like it's, you, you study Nassim Harriman's Schwarzschild proton and like, you've got these black holes in you, like the protons Really, I, it's scientific. It really seems like there's something going on, man. I think God is real. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, getting, well, he's, he's a man on a journey. See, that, that last comment at the end, I think God is real. Good. God is real. You could, uh, whether you, you come to know that in this life, the next one, or in between, or after, or whatever it may be. So good, good. But this is, <laughs> this is emblematic of what I was just saying when you went on the show i felt that at least this guy who takes a lot of uh, shit and i don't know if his role is to take shit or whatever but at least he has some authenticity to to his uh to his thing and uh he's he's trying to formulate you know it's talking about science particles and god so there's like this process happening there so good on him and at least he's being authentic with it and that's what i respect so i mean authenticity and integrity. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know the man. I don't know his whole body of work. Everyone says, you know, nah, he's, he's a moron. He's this. He's, 
I don't know. He's being real, though. So yeah. it's more than I could say for, for other things that transpire. I mean, that was just my whole beef. What I was saying is just, you know, don't be smarmy. <laughs> smarmy's annoying. You know, and I've watched a little bit more of it just to try and get a gauge. And it's it's this, the same. It's a habitual thing. So... Good on, good on Ian for, for being true to himself, whatever that may be. You lay your cards on the table. You might not be, you know, nobody has all the answers. Nobody has everything. So at, at least just be who you are. And uh, I can respect that. I respect that a lot more than, than uh, thinking you're bringing something to the table that you're not. I, I really, when I saw that, I, yeah. I like I said, you know, he's on a he's on his own journey here, as we all are. But you but can yes, you but can at least s- he's making that, and he's feeling so, it's very visceral reaction, yeah, yeah, very emotional. It's being honest, and I think that that is a real reflection of where a lot of people are right now, especially in our in the stage of our culture, mm-hmm. where we have been disconnected from those types of themes for so long and that kind of education and that kind of nurturing for so long that you, you see that we still have these innate connections. We mm-hmm. still have these innate gut feelings. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with the, the, all the pieces he had, he's talking about black holes and protons. Right. And th- those are the only pieces he has right now. But yeah. still with that, he's, he's clawing for... A, a a meaning and something greater and he feels that he's near to something it's yeah. almost like playing marco polo exactly you, yeah. you know that you're near something but you, you're 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 right. re- and and he's it's turning a, towards something i liked it i yeah, really absolutely. i really love that clip yeah no it's good and uh like i said i i was res- good bad or indifferent indif- i respect uh him being authentic I have a couple of foxhole comments here let's do that in a for a quick second here we go um, Warrior for Jesus says, Happy Thursday, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Warrior. Uh, Cave Toad says, Which chats do you keep an eye on as your broadcast, Frank? And hiya, Rob. Well, I don't keep an eye. I keep an eye on Super Chats. <laughs> that's, that's it. Because it's... If I kept an eye on chats, I would not be doing the show. So I made Super Chats a bit inside of the show so that I can get audience engagement in a way that I have not been able to do. I can't do that with just the naked chats. That It's too much. Uh, I do that on back porch streams, but not during this. So this is just fine. Uh, let's see here. Curious Patriot says, I know his endorsement is, uh, his endorsements are weird, but please give your opinion on Trump backing Lombardo from Vegas. I don't, I don't know. I actually don't have an opinion. I don't know who Lombardo from Vegas is. I can ask Rich Barris about that on Monday. I didn't even see this endorsement. I actually don't pay attention to Donald Trump a lot. Yeah. I got to be honest. I, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm subscribed to him on Truth Social, but I don't even go on Truth Social enough to catch his truths or tweets. And every once in a while, I see the official releases from his office. But I, I seriously, I don't, I don't follow him that much. I got so many other things I'm pulling from, and, and every once in a while, I get a, a story that has that involves him. But I'll look into that. Stostube says, no kickbacks necessary ever, Rob. Thank you, both Frank and Rob, for being yourselves. Doug Simi, thank you. Stostube just started throwing cookies all over the place. Now, they're having, now he's having a cookie fight with Tangerine. 
Tangerine 26. Judy the Ladypug, thank you. And our last two here, Cave Toad says, I got a new stripe for my jujitsu belt last night. Need to check your program too, Rob. And uh, good for you. I respect jujitsu. I respect the art of jujitsu for sure. Dude, I'd love to roll. I, I would love to know basics. I, um, well, the basics, it's the principles for sure. I mean, the, the techniques. That's why I, I have respect for jujitsu because the techniques are what they are. And, you know, you go into all these other different things where everybody has a different idea or whatever. It's, it, there's pretty much standardization that goes on. And that's good. Um, at least to, to learn the, the basics. But the principles are the same as, you know, <laughs> whether you're standing up or rolling around on the ground or whatever. Um, so I, I definitely have respect for, for jujitsu. It's not my chosen method. Um, you know, as I always say, it's, it's not the style. It's the man in the style. So find one that suits what your bent of character and physical uh you know abilities are definitely gonna get aurora into it hmm. and i know she's gonna you said she can't work out with you until she's five right yeah so we have to we have to wait a little bit for that but yeah. anyway she's almost two so she's getting there she gets there uh bulldog bug says always a great show with you and rob many blessings thank you and stow soup sends another ship i have a whole damn fleet because of this man, he's wonderful. It is 8.54, I'm releasing the scratching over there on the foxhole, so there you have it. Thank you everybody, over on Rumble, on Rockfin again, and uh, one more time through, quite frankly, superchat.com. Captain Castiron says, maybe these little explosions at Guidestones and the dam are destroying antenna for harnessing the dark energy. Just spitballing here. Not a bad thought. You know, well, there's I mean, something going on, and the fact is, is that in my mind, I can't help but at least think there's some type of correlation going on there between these sites. I haven't seen all of what you went through as far as the the Hoover Dam, but I've seen a little bit to think that yeah, there's there's certain as far as the guide cultivation go, of this like four, four four monoliths. Yeah, you know, it it's like there's nothing now. I know. Yeah. Uh, and no and no time capsule. <laughs> Lori says called earlier about my dad in hospice. I just wanted to I wanted you to know my dad being in uh, in facility was was the lesser of two evils. My family takes care of my 90-year-old mother and my brother with moderate to profound down syndrome. Thanks for listening. Oh, Lori, I I only I did I wasn't um I hope you didn't feel I, I was thinking like you guys were neglecting your father or anything like that. I know f families that care a great deal have a lot of hard decisions to make. And when you talk about people who are in such uh, degenerative states and in such fragile states, as much as you love a person, you don't. if you don't have the training to be able to take care of somebody with, with that particular condition, it's... It, it's hard because, you know, the soul is willing, but you don't have the skill and you can actually become an impediment to their well-being than a help. So I, I, I hope you didn't take that as me, you know, wondering why you guys aren't stepping up to the plate. I understand. I am um, just trying to get a, a better, better view of that. Uh, painful rectal itch is back. 
<laughs> horrible. Uh, they say, painful rectal itch says, that recent show about old school astrology, guests talked about using an astrolabe uh, to find planets. Rumor has it Mark Swan is using following is uh, is using following suit is following suit. Uh, sort of heard Mark is using Astroglide to find Uranus. So that's it could be Astroglide to find Uranus. That's that's incredible. And painful rectal itch again says, Frank. Here's my question for the flat earther. Uh, for flat earthers. Coriolis effect videos at equator where water goes down straight on equator but three feet away on each side north and south hemispheres water turns in opposite directions how do they explain that I don't I'll get an email I'm sure from somebody Lenny Kinney says sending prayers and love bombs for Skip and the family Frank Lo one love, Lynn. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to. People always, uh, Rob. They they send me emails about every once in a while a birthday's coming up, an anniversary, or someone who needs prayers. Someone's going to surgery. But I should start like a a public, quite frankly, intention booklet. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, that'll be rife with with trolling. But you always keep emailing. Yeah. Willing to put that out there well, too. You have to not worry about the trolling. It's part of uh, authenticity. Yes, you're right. Fat Boy Vince has tried to call, so it's always it's always in motion. Well, we'll try to get more people on soon. We got a lot of calls in tonight compared to other nights, but um, that's it. That's it. It's all we have. It's 8:59. Rob, thanks for everything tonight, man. And I hope that people go and uh, sign up for this weekend's classes and for the rest of the month and next month on kungfuchannel.com so um yes definitely thank you christos thank you for the uh shirt krista was looking for this one the original um so uh i really appreciate that he uh that he made this one um i can't believe krista didn't find it oh she found it oh she, she did well she found it. she was looking for the original one so uh she was like she said that she uh she had gotten uh you know sort of half of the way there to, to making it and then just wasn't happy with the resolution of how it was coming out. So she wanted to go the old school one that uh that I have or had at the time. That's so hey well hey thank I, you I'm Christos. Glad you've been reunited with it. Yeah absolutely. Mine should be getting out of the dryer tonight oh, actually yeah? so see uh see what's, how it works. What's interesting though is that I don't remember the the lighthouse being in the shark's mouth like that. I remember it being, like like the mouth was biting it off. Like this, all, like, but this is the shark though. This is what it was. It was Montauk is never dull. I mean, they're going after the the giant shark is jumping out and getting the uh, famous lighthouse and snapping it in two in its jaws though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I just remember, but you know, it was. 40 years ago, so maybe things have... <laughs> my memory is a little, uh... Yeah, every once fuzzy. in a while. Every once in a while you realize something you remember wasn't the way it was. Right? Isn't that weird? It is. Like, I, you could swear. I know for a fact it was this way. And then it's not. So then you just have to say, oh no, it's the Mandela effect. Yeah, it, it was definitely certain. <laughs> not my memory. Something screwed it up. I didn't, I didn't misremember. I've been right the whole time. Well, um, I'm th I'm thankful for everybody hanging out with us again. Tomorrow night is the last night of the work week. I don't know. I, I'm going to do a 
I'm gonna do a Saturday night. Maybe I was gonna do a Saturday night show on the on the 23rd, but I stopped all major planning and extra writing this week after I had to refocus for family stuff, and I I just don't know. So maybe next weekend, the the 30th get together at least I just have a hookah night you haven't been here for a Saturday night in a long time no we gotta no. do something. we gotta we gotta chill <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, maybe tea will come by again yeah I'll we'll figure it we'll, out we'll figure it out yes everybody thank you so much thanks again Rob and I will uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow nighty night I'll catch you on the flip side frankly is filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatters starting with Captain Cast Iron, Lori Painful Rectal Itch Linny Kinney, Fatboy Vince Stostube, Christian SoCal, Albert Frederick Lori Ann, Silky Johnson yes indeed ladies and gentlemen there's much more where that came from tomorrow night if I miss your super chat in some way I will see it tomorrow in fact you can leave super chats overnight and I will see it tomorrow with that being said, nighty night.